Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths. And is it just my imagination, or is the topic of podcasting being discussed everywhere these days? Why, yes. Yes, it is. And there's a reason for that. And today I get to welcome back to the show a fellow podcaster, Adam Homey. And he is here to share how you can get more reach, clients, and referrals through podcasting. Now, those of you who do not know Adam Homie, and I can't believe you don't, he is a speaker, author, trainer, and a consultant with nearly 20 years of experience helping business creators win, capital letters, win at the game of business and marketing so that you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion while making a difference for your community market and audience. Now, Adam is the author of Groundhog Day is not an event not a business strategy, and he's a contributing author to Journeys to Success, the Millennial Edition. These are both international Amazon bestsellers. He has spoken on stages around the country for many years and is a sought-after expert on podcasting for entrepreneurs. And as a creator of the REACH system, he helps you exponentially reach more profitable Profitable, I said it, consumers. And just so you know, Adam is a longtime friend and colleague as well as a podcast guest, so we may go off on a tangent. I'm just warning you right now. So, Adam, welcome to your partner in Success Radio. It's good to have you back. This is, what, about the fourth time in about 10 years? I got Something to say, like your that. Success is one of, my, one of my favorite places to hang out, so I'm honored Aww. and delighted that uh, you were so generous to allow me to once again grace your stages. Oh, thank you. And you're talking about something that I am very passionate about, podcasting. How to do it, how you shouldn't do it, great tips, great advice, why you should do it. It's one of the biggest growing industries in, in the world right now. And there is a reason why we're talking about this today. And you've got some new ideas and some new things going on that we'll definitely get into. But before I start peppering you with questions, and I'll try not to interrupt you, is there anything else that I missed or that you really want the the audience to know before we get started? Well, that pretty much covers it right there, and we're going to have plenty to discuss just within that frame. So let's have some fun. Let's do it. Okay, so you and I have been podcasting for a very long time. I've been at it 13 years. I think you've been at it, what, 10? I mean, we're not new to this game. A lot of people are. And as far as I can tell, and you know this, I lurk in, I just lurk. You know, I go into several podcast groups on Facebook, and I will tell you and I will tell our audience that listening or looking at some of this stuff, I promise you I will never need a facelift. I read some of this garbage from podcasters who are, God bless them, you know, they've been doing it for about a minute and a half, but they're experts, and they're giving really rotten advice. And I'm telling you, my eyebrows hit my hairline. I always look surprised like I just had a bad facelift. So let's get going because, you know, I don't fault anybody for wanting a podcast but for crying out loud, learn from people who know what they're doing. That's all I've got to say. 
in some of the groups I participate in, I've noticed that the conversation seems to follow two tracks. One of which is how do I, what software and what hardware do I need to start a podcast? I see these posts. They make a list of all this incredible gadgetry that they've purchased, all these mixer boards and sound boards and multiple microphone setups. You, I've even seen people post about how they've added rooms to their house and soundproof them all for their podcast. Then ask them, what is their podcast about? And you'll find they haven't thought that far out yet. That's one of the issues. The other is, yeah, the other issue is an obsession with editing. You would think, reading some of these posts, that if you record a 30-minute episode of a podcast episode, you're in for about 10 hours of editing. Oh, my goodness gracious. Here's something I just thought of the other day. One of the reasons you see these folks so obsessed with editing is their guest, um, you know, like made a, you know, like one of them uh, verbal pauses. All right. How is that the host's responsibility to deal with that in the first place? If you or I were invited to some major news network to be interviewed, do you think that they are going to edit their feed to take care of our verbal pauses? No. What's going to no. happen is if we make too many of them, we'll never get booked again. So it's actually, as guests, our responsibility to curb our verbal pauses. It's not the host's responsibility. If you want to sound good on a podcast, you've got to learn how to control your language. I'm not perfect at it, nor do I try to be. It's one of my selling points. But for those who are concerned about the verbal pause issue, the real work is eliminated in yourself. Through the REACH system, we have a process that our clients use to eliminate their verbal pauses if they choose to. But that's where you start. Exactly. And another thing that I see, that, and this bugs me, this bugs me, my skin just crawls when I see it or think about it. Well, I'll see podcasters or you know, emerging podcasters. Again, I'm not trashing anybody. If you want to podcast, God bless you, go for it. But again, you know, take, take your time. It's a long game. Learn what you need to learn. Don't just start at the beginning and completely forget the middle and think you're going to go to the end. It's not a good idea. But one thing I will see, and again, it drives me crazy, is people will say, okay, I've got 12 podcasts in the can. I haven't published anything, but they're in the can. They're ready. How do I find, find sponsors? Are you kidding me? I, don't even get me started on that. I can give some thoughts on that. We hear the phrase monetize your podcast, and duh, we're doing it because we're in business. That's why we launch and host our podcast, because we are in business, and we want to attract clients, customers, purchasers. We want to fill our events. We want to gain business partners and affiliates. Overall, it's about making money. If you're looking at getting sponsors and thinking that, oh, I'll just get up all my listeners and downloads, and then sponsors will come banging down my door, number one. One, no, they won't. Number two, I urge the listeners to actually look into how much you get paid per impression or per banner ad if you attract a sponsor to your podcast. It is not a living, believe me. If you truly want to monetize your podcast, you're going to want to look at it from the perspective of how it is a tool that helps you network, that helps you attract clients, and helps you establish your celebrity brand. 
That is how you're going to attract revenue and profits to your podcast, not only because you're making human connections that will lead to business, but also if you do want to attract advertisers and sponsors, once you have the celebrity brand and the positioning, you can actually make a lot more money through sponsorship and advertising by having companies sponsor individual episodes. I've seen that, and that model I do like and I do understand it. So let's talk about, let's start with new podcasters. And again, I am not trashing anybody who wants to be a podcaster. I think you should. I think we should all get our voices heard. I really just want people to do it in a thoughtful and rational way. So let's talk about what do new podcasters who have no clue, they've taken on an awful lot of let's call it bad advice, poor advice, where should they start? The first thing that you need to do, and this is part one with a bullet, number one with a bullet of the podcast reach system is to create three avatars. We've heard of create your ideal customer avatar, and you can download a ton of worksheets online on how to create your avatar that usually look like a four-quadrant design. What we do instead is we have our clients create three avatars, an avatar of yourself. Literally, you create an avatar of yourself by answering a series of questions. You do one for your ideal listener, and then you do one for your ideal interview guest. Once you complete those three exercises, you compare them and you begin to find not only the synergies, but also the gaps and the variances. When you see a gap and when you see a variance, that right there often indicates the gap or the void in the market that your podcast can fill. Now, let me rewind a little bit, and people may be asking, why would I create an avatar of myself? I already know myself. Uh, in my experience, working with our reachers, the avatar of self is one of the most revelational pieces of the work because it causes you to ask objectively questions that you assume you know the answers to, whether consciously or subconsciously, but the fact is you often don't. When you take time to think about it, it often reveals opportunities and gaps in the market that you can fill through your positioning and your celebrity branding. Going along with these avatar exercises, we also have with each one of them, the one of yourself, the one of your listener, and the one of your guest, create an anti-avatar. So what is it that you don't want to be seen as? What type of listeners do you not want tuning in? And what types of guests do you not want to interview? By identifying the not and setting it aside, putting it in the container, setting it aside without judgment, you now open the floor and allow what you are looking for to take center stage and attract your focus. And that which we focus on is what we attract. That was going to be step one. Before we can get into naming the show or picking a platform or buying a microphone, you've got to know why you're there, who you want to have tune in, and who you want to connect with through interviewing people. Excellent. And this, again, this is, goes back to what I was saying. You start at the beginning. You don't miss the middle part. You have to do that due diligence, that work, before you get to the end. And a lot of people just go, I'm going to have a podcast, and I'm going to get famous, or I'm going to become an influencer. With me, 
it's getting to meet wonderful people from all over the world, and that's always why I've done it. I'm a card-carrying introvert. I can be around people for 59 and three-quarter minutes. I have timed it. This is the, how I get to speak with people who are expert at multiple, multiple things, and they're from all over the world. Look, I live in southwest Louisiana. I'm 15 miles from the Gulf of Mexico's crow flies. I am not going to meet people like you or our dear friend Larry Wingett or any of my other guests in the Walmart parking lot. Put it in the parlance of the deep south. That ain't happening, hun. This is how I get <laughs> my voice heard, and I get to share your voices. It's a perfect fit for me. What's funny about that is I, too, am so far on the introvert scale. A few weeks ago, I did a training on how I use technology and processes to maximize my efficiency. One of the slides within that presentation, which is actually available through one of my websites currently, is a representation of the introvert, ambivert, extrovert scale. I had to draw a new category way off to the left of the scale to illustrate how introverted I am. And for 59 minutes and three quarters, I think you said 59 minutes and 45 seconds or something along those yeah, lines. Like it's, it's, I can't your, make it to uh, 60 minutes. i got to go. People. <laughs> exactly. Exa it. exactly. Uh, I have become a master at just disappearing from situations. I've also become very good at finding out in advance what part of an event is the cocktail hour when everybody's going to stand around versus when's the main event? When it gets to the point where we're actually socializing and hobnobbing with people, I don't want to be thrust into that when I first walk into an event. I want to start with the organized part of the event. I will find my people that I'll have private conversations with, that we'll have the small group conversations with over the course of the event. And ironically, we'll usually be the ones who are still hanging out when they're ready to turn the lights out. But as far as being in the crowds and doing all that, how do you do? What do you do? Here's my business card stuff. No, thank you. And actually, if you'll allow me, that leads into one of the reasons that I urge entrepreneurs, business creators, and small business owners to launch and host their podcasts as quickly as possible, if you'll allow me. Oh, listen, please do. And I, I need to, you know, slide a little aside in here. You know, I always do an after call chat with my guests. And that's where the real magic happens often. It's a southern thing. It's a polite thing. You know, we have a, a, a you know, nice, inter, interesting conversation. And I will often, because I've been listening very carefully to my guests, and I'll pick up that they're probably an introvert. They may be on big stages and make a crap ton of money, but when they're done, they've got to get off that stage and go quiet down. I have found yep. that a large percentage of my guests are introverts, which I find fascinating. Well, approximately half the people in the world are introverts. There are two things that really turn me on to understanding what introversion is. And I bought for years, I bought into the whole thing that I was shy and needed to come out of my shell. No, mm -hmm. it's, no that's not the case. It's not the case. The one of the biggest determinants of whether somebody is introverted or extroverted is how they gain and expend energy from social interactions. It doesn't make them shy or bashful. It also doesn't make them more or less outgoing, depending on whether they're introverted or extroverted. I, uh, had, a, I had a friend of mine who was a top 40 musician. 
I attended over a dozen of his concerts. Benny. And I had the chance. Tell yeah, Benny Margone. Benny Margone, God rest his soul. It was actually through getting to know him and becoming friends with him that I really began to understand the introvert thing because I saw it mirrored back to me through him. Here's what I mean. I attended over a dozen of his concerts, and a couple of them I was actually standing on the stage in the background. I could tell you which pictures to look at and where to look in the corner for the guy wearing the dark sunglasses and the black shirt. That's going to be me. So he could get up on stage, and he could do three sets without a break. However, when he did the meet and greet with the fans afterwards, he had X amount of time that he was able to do that. In fact, he had it written into his performance contracts how long he would be available to fans either before or after the event. Being up on stage in front of the crowd and having them cheer him and doing call-outs and shout-outs with members of the audience, that fired him up. It was all the individual interaction that drained him and made him tired. So when I socialized with him, when he and I were buddy-buddy and we hung out and things like that, he tended towards either a quiet evening at home or going to some low-key venue where there weren't a whole lot of crowds and potentially spending the whole evening there. He also tended to keep a relatively close circle of friends, and I was honored to be in one of those inner circles where he preferred to hang out in small groups. So what I saw there is somebody you'd think, oh, well, they're a rock star. They perform in front of crowds of anywhere from 300 to 3,000 people. Oh, they've got to be an extrovert. No way. You can be an extreme introvert, as he was and as I am, and have that ability. It's just a matter of how we gain and extend energy through social interactions. Same thing with me, basically. I can get up on stage, and I can give an hour presentation basically extemporaneously. When I agree to be on stage... I similarly learned this, and I actually discovered it by seeing how Benny's process worked. I arrange with my host what other availability they need from me. For example, do they want me to go to the back of the room after my presentation and sign books and shake hands? Do they want me to sort of linger around the room? Do I have the opportunity to hang out in the room afterwards to meet people? One of the things that I require is after I get off stage, I need to be alone for a while. So if they are going right into their next presentation, I'm not going to go sit in the audience immediately. If we're going to do my presentation right before we take a break, I just need to know how long that's going to be, how long the break is going to be that I'm going to be in the back of the room meeting with people because I need to mentally prepare myself for it, and then I'm fine. So if we can translate that to podcasting. Yeah, yeah, and I was just going to say, this yeah. is why podcast is one of the reasons. There's so many reasons to be a podcaster or a podcast guest. I mean, that's a whole other topic. But we can do what we do and do it well because we know ourselves. And listen, I'm not shy. I never have been shy. I've been, I've been introverted all my life, and I never thought I was shy. In fact, I don't have any filters. Chances are you don't want to get me started in public. I may rip your ears off but if you really kick me off. But the thing is, <laughs> I love podcasting because it's I can be introverted all day long. I'm in my home office. I'm looking at my feline office assistants. I mean, I'm a happy oh my. person. Oh my. Uh, no. Mine had to go to the vet yesterday. My little black cat went to the vet. 
that's another story. So, and you have black cats as well. So, you know, if you think that you're too shy, our point here is, I'm going to speak for Adam because I know him and I can get by with this. If you think you're too shy or you're too introverted to be a podcaster, take another look at that. I'm going to guarantee you, you're probably dead wrong. We have been discussing the introvert-extrovert thing, and we just took a nice little segue in how I discovered the principle myself through one of my friendships and also through some of the study that I've done of human social interaction. And I'd like to translate that to the whole podcasting thing. So when we start businesses or when we look to grow our businesses, we're expected to do this thing called networking. In the physical world, that means you go to these events, parties, and groups where you wear name tags and random people walk up to you and uh, maybe somebody approaches you and says, oh, so uh, what do you do, uh, Donna? I mean, Denise? (laughs) Yeah, that'll work. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now, I discovered two things. Number one, make sure that your name tag mentions that you are – something that is celebrity worthy. I used to have name tags that would say consulting. So folks would come up and say, uh, what kind of consulting do you do, uh, Aaron, uh, Alan? Oh, I'm sorry, Adam. The response I learned to give is, does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Like you're, complete, you're, you're a stranger. We, we're a stranger. We haven't met yet. We don't know anything about each other. I don't know where your sense of brilliance and passion is. So what does my consulting have to do with anything? It, it's irrelevant at this point. I don't want to answer that question. So I had my name tags changed to say author slash speaker. So now they lean and they say, oh, you're an author, huh? What's your book? Hey, I'll tell you about Groundhog Day as an event, not a business strategy all day long. Now we have a conversation. So it's just a matter of looking at how we see energy being gained and expended. I get energized speaking about my book. I get drained telling you what kind of consulting I do because it doesn't matter until I know how I can serve you. Similarly, when we go into the virtual space, we are expected to go to virtual networking sessions on Zoom where we go into breakout sessions and we do the same, oh, so what do you do? And I say, well, it doesn't really matter what I do. It doesn't matter what kind of consulting I do. It doesn't matter what kind of coaching I do. It's irrelevant to this conversation at this point because I don't know the center of your brain. You see folks who will then introduce themselves by social media, by friend requesting or connection requesting somebody. And as soon as the connection is made, you get this five-paragraph DM, direct message, that speaks all about who they are and what results they've gotten for X, Y, and Z clients. And I'd like to do this for you. Would you be interested? Here's my link to schedule a conversation. Okay, that's an instant unfriend right there. Right? Oh, yeah. For some yeah. people? In a heartbeat. It happened so, to me yesterday. A lady on LinkedIn said, oh, you know, I've been watching you. I'd, you know, I'd really like to connect. Okay. Instantly. Instantly. Can I come on your podcast? Instantly. No. I don't know you. Okay. Okay. You and I, you and I just took two roads leading to where I've been headed with this for about 10 minutes now. Imagine if somebody approached you with one of those long, direct, messages and you and you took a look at what they actually did for their work or their living or their business and you thought oh you know I'm not in need of their services right now but I'd actually like to get to know them 
So you don't want to do a getting-to-know-you virtual coffee because that just leads to a pitch. You certainly don't want to do a free strategy session with them because that leads to a pitch. What if you could respond to that and say, oh, yeah, I did check out your website. That's pretty interesting. That's something that listeners on my podcast might like to hear about. Would you like to be on my show? Boy, if you can't quickly separate the wheat from the chaff with that one, some folks will be ready to go right then. They'll say, absolutely, I love doing podcasts. Here's my one sheet. How do I get on? Great. Now you have, now you have potentially an awesome guest for your show. Now, in your case, the story that you told, somebody said, well, I've been following you on LinkedIn, and I think your stuff is awesome, yada, 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 yada. Can I be on your partner in success radio? Imagine if she'd approach It, it wasn't say, even that lengthy. It was just like, can I, you know, instantly, I get an email, can I be on your podcast? Are you kidding me? Okay. I mean, I mean we haven't is, even had coffee where, yet. The answer is yeah. no. Let me let me let me fix her problem for you right now if you're ready. Okay. Instead of can I instead of can I be on your podcast? Rephrase that. Would you like to be on my podcast? Now you're leading by putting reciprocity on the table. So if somebody approaches me out of the blue and says, "Hey, I see your stuff on LinkedIn. I think it's awesome." Would you like to come to my podcast and speak to us about podcasting? Yeah. Okay. Where do I sign? So now we can have a conversation. We can get to know each other without having the artificial frameworks of networking, coffee, free strategy session, and all these things that come to have connotations of being time wasters or thinly disguised introductions for somebody to get pitched and be put in a yes or no situation on spending a bunch of money. I have a lot of people. I have a lot of people that I would love to invest with in terms of purchasing their coaching or their products or their services or coming to their event or what have you. I don't have the funds to cover all of them. I don't have the physical bandwidth to cover all of them with all the other things I'm doing. However, just because the answer is no doesn't mean it's no forever. It's, in many cases, not now. But if somebody wants me to do a free strategy session or a virtual coffee with them or a getting to know you, let's hop on the phone real quick. Okay, yeah, I know I'm heading into a sales situation for something I'm just not in a position to say yes to right now, even before I hear it, and that's just the way it is and don't come to me with that investing in yourself, run up your credit card stuff. It doesn't fly. Just don't even bother. However, that doesn't mean I don't want to get to know you. It doesn't mean that there's not a yes down the road. And why should we wait until we're in a position to exchange money to get to know each other? So come on the Business Creators Radio Show. Let's have a conversation about your brilliance and your passion, how you serve your community, market, and audience, and let's perhaps change some lives. Can we start there? Exactly. Exactly, and that is terrific advice. And I went and I looked at this gal because I thought, okay, that was rude, but you know, maybe she's she's new at this and she doesn't know any better. She did not have a podcast, and she clearly had not really listened to my podcast because what she does is of no interest to me or my audience. And it, I found it sad. You know, she took the time, she took the energy. It was a waste. So my Best advice is to, when you are pitching yourself to a podcast host, do your due diligence. And I'm not saying you have to listen to us all day, every day, 
but find out who we are, what we're talking about, who are our best guests are, what, you know, what we can actually bring to the table if we bring you on as a guest. Yeah, I have another one. Let, has anybody ever approached you, and I know I'm asking an almost Captain Obvious question, has anybody ever messaged you or emailed you saying, hey, Denise, I love what you do with that virtual assistant stuff. Is there any chance I could pick your brain for 15 minutes? Yeah, and I haven't done, if anybody's really paying attention, I haven't done virtual assistance work for probably five years. But the whole pick your right. brain thing, oh, gosh, please don't That's why I brought it up because I know you've evolved. Uh, a lot of times people will find your marketing materials for what you did five years ago. There's still yep. people in the marketplace who think I'm a web designer. I have never been a web designer. I cannot draw a roller with a straight line. I can't even get that analogy correct. And see, I, I am a web developer. And yeah. I'll tell you, you know, going back to your your um, little thing on your, what is it, your badge. You're better than I yeah. am. I won't yeah. go to events. And I've been asked by some greats. And I'm like, I can't do it. Sorry. Thank you. But I'll yep. listen in. Yep. Is there a virtual thing I can listen into? But I will not physically go. And you know, if I were to have a badge, it would say web developer and podcaster. That tells you everything right. you need to know right. about me. Pretty much. Pretty much. So at any rate, any rate, so let's say, let me rephrase that. Let's say somebody wants to pick your brain about what they can do to make their website better. Let's say that. All right. Uh, depending on who it is, I may help. You know, I like to help. I is, want to help. But it depends help. on, yeah, it depends on who it is and how they asked. Don't, don't use the word. I'm going to warn you right now. Don't ask to pick my brain. But if you would like to have a, you know, free consultation with me, I'm happy to do that. You know, I'm not going to bug you. I'm yeah. not going to say, oh, well, you know, I just spent 30 minutes with you. Now you have to, you know, hire me. Right. I am right. happy to help if you want to talk about podcasting or your website. Happy to help. Don't pick my brain. That just, I wince when I see that term. Yeah. I can create a marketing opportunity for you if you'd like me to. Would you, let me, would you like me to do that? Go for it. When people come to me asking if they can pick my brain, the very first question I ask them is, Okay, so you want to pick my brain. You have a podcast? They say yes. I'll say, awesome. Here's what you do. Have me on your show and promote the hell out of it. I'll oh. do the same, and I will give you my really, really, really good stuff that you and your listeners will love and gain from. How do we get started? See, and that with, that, with that, I've just created a booking for myself. It's very rare that anybody says no to that. In fact, in the past few weeks, I've booked myself for four appearances on other shows because they approached me with their yada, yada, yada. We have 20 years of results stuff. And I said, cool, uh, you have a podcast? Or, hi, I saw your reach system stuff. I was wondering, do you have 10 minutes to hop on the phone real quick? No, do you mm -hmm. have a podcast? I love booking, that. Booking, 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 booking. Because now... Not only am I giving them what they want, which is to get basically some free coaching, but also I'm giving them material they can share with their audience that will raise their cash in the eyes of their listeners, and I'm giving that person to sit down with my audience because I'll promote the fact that I was on their show. So you see how this 
cascades and it builds upon itself and it creates new opportunities to serve your community market and audience by taking some of those annoying programmed scripts that we're taught to use, flipping them on their side by introducing the fact that you have a podcast or you're available to be on a podcast. See, I have, and I've seen you post this before in different places, so I'm aware that you do this, which I think is brilliant, by the way. I have not tried it because, honestly, I, it hasn't happened to me. I'm knocking on wood yet. Yeah. I'm serious. I just patted my own head. It's like, oh, geez, I probably just jinxed myself, but it'll happen, and I will absolutely take your route because I don't want to be rude, but I also don't want people just popping up and saying, hey, you've been doing this for 13 years. You're an expert. You're a subject matter expert. I need to know how you do that. Well, terrific. Listen to the podcast or schedule you know, a free consultation. I'll be happy to help you. And I do this frequently, actually. It, it, it makes me feel like I'm contributing something to the podcasting venue, if you will. I don't even think that's the right word. But, you know, I I want to contribute. I want people to get, oh, I can do that too. Oh, my God. Really? It's that easy? And listen, Adam, we need to talk about this. Podcasting is nowhere near as difficult or as expensive as many people would make you believe. And we've really got to cover that. Podcasting can be very easy. And you know me. I belong, and I say this all the time, I belong in the keep it simple, stupid camp of podcasting. I've been using Blog Talk Radio for 13 years. For 10 of those years, I probably just used my telephone. I have not set up anything in terms of, I mean, I use a, right now I'm using a $19 uh, over-the-head microphone from Amazon. I keep it simple, and it works. And I don't spend a bunch of money doing it. I do my own graphics. I mean, I love having my show. I love meeting people, but I am not going into debt ever to have a podcast, ever. It's not going to happen. Several years ago, I was at an event. It was probably one of Armin Morin's events. And the reason I say that is because the speaker on stage was Jim Edwards, who uh, Mm -hmm. has shown up at many of Armin Morin events. And Jim Edwards is somebody I met one time a million years ago, but he's somebody I follow to this day because he's got a lot of great ideas. He's and a great copywriter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. And, and, bo- and before, before he grew that long beard, uh, back in the days when he used to wear the Hawaiian shirts and he had short cropped hair, I remember hearing him on stage saying, and it was about how to create products basically on the fly. I'm going to paraphrase him. I know I would butcher the actual phraseology. So, Jim, if you're listening, you want to correct me, go ahead and do so. He said something to the effect of, if you record something and the audio quality isn't all that good, now it's gorilla, which means well, you know, like yes. gorilla marketing, <laughs> right, uh, the idea right. that, it's, uh, that it's the in the trenches type thing. Where I'm going with that is my show, the Business Creators Radio Show, has been on the air for seven and a half years. It's one of the longest oh, continuously running. No, I not quite. It's one of the, uh-huh. Seven and a half years. It's, it's well, one of the longest. Con- Thank you. It's one of the longest continuously running entrepreneurial podcasts on the air today. Which, by the way, is a factual statement. Your show has been on longer than mine. I know a couple years. other folks. I know a couple other folks, uh, Bob Yeager comes to mind, who were podcasting before I even heard the term. So it's not the longest show that's ever been on the air, but it's one of the longest. 
And you can test this if you want. Find 10 entrepreneurial podcasts you listen to and see how many of them were on the air before September 9th, 2013, and which ones have been there continuously since a date before September 9th, 2013. I can almost guarantee you Eight out of ten are newer than mine, which is why I say one of the longest continuously running because we've done an episode every week. If I had to deal with a studio and having to be in one place all the time and hours and hours of editing and mic checks and perfection and everything else, I wouldn't have made it through the first six months. So, And this is why that, I'm talking about how it, it can be very, very easy. I do mine right. live. I don't edit. I don't mess uh-huh. with it. I have had to delete a couple of them for various reasons over the you know past 13 years, and I won't go into those. But listen, you know I have feline office assistants. It is not unusual yeah. for you to hear, and I'm surprised he's not yelling right now. My office assistant is a hashtag hashtag Hamilton is an ass is very loud, yeah. and you uh-huh. may often hear him. Nobody cares. They're like, oh, and then I may hear your dog. Nobody cares. It makes it gorilla. It makes it real. Right. So where I'm going with this is, and I say this on almost every episode of the Business Creators Radio Show, we have done our job, and we do our job every time, by the way, when our listener feels like they're peeking in on a private mastermind session. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not interrogative Q&A although sometimes we do do the direct question and answer type thing, that we interject stories and we compare notes and we allow ourselves to be inspired by each other, sort of like what you and I are doing right now. When, I, when you invited me to be on your show today, as usual, I had my one sheet. I gave you my topic, my suggested interview questions, and indirectly, we're actually covering a lot of the things that are in that material that I gave you, but we're not doing a one-for-one Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. In fact, I have my own suggested interview questions in front of me as a guide to ensure that I cover as much of that stuff as possible through our free-flowing conversation. And I want to bring up one other thing, too. If you are a podcast host and you're taking responsibility because your guests do a lot of umming and eyeing and, well, you know, like totally rad and all those other verbal pauses, <laughs> again, again, if you, if somebody was invited to be a guest on CNBC, I remember years ago I saw Guy Kawasaki post what the actual view for him looks like when he appears on CNBC. Yeah, when they're interviewing him on that show, it looks like they're giving him the five-star royal treatment. But then he showed what the green room actually looks like. It was a plain room with a little wooden table and a bottle of water on it. And he said, this is, right. this is, the, actual, this is the actual glamour behind what it means to be a major media star. They put you in a little room with a wooden table and a bottle of water. So Yeah, and podcasting is the same thing. I mean, I'm in my office. I'm looking at my giant monitor. I'm looking out the window because it's a gorgeous spring day. That's it. That's all I have to do is show up and have a great conversation with my guests. That's it. Right. So the point being, if – you're going to be interviewed live on CNBC in the studio, and they're going to stick you in that little room, why are you obsessing over adding an addition to your house with soundproof walls and having $30,000 in studio equipment to do a damn podcast? It just and again, doesn't make this sense. Go, 
Exactly. That's you're so exactly right. And, and going oh, back oh, to what you. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, here's, the other thing. here's the other thing. Here in 2021, uh, since we're still in the COVIDian era, a lot of these news shows are interviewing people where they are streaming the interview. And this is, this is major legacy media stuff where you think they have all the money in the world and would settle for nothing less than three steps above perfection. They're doing them through Zoom live streams. And nobody's complaining. No, things, the things are good. different. Exactly. Yeah, the, 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 the audio is good. The video is decent. And the information is good. Well, you can relate, you can evaluate that for yourself, the quality of what they call news. But the fact, is, for those who, the fact is, for those who are tuning into it, it meets the criteria. The sound is good. The video is tolerable. And the information is perceived as being valuable. That's all you really need. So going back to why the Business Creators Radio Show is an audio show and will never be a video show is this is one where, hey, I, right now it's Friday morning. I'm waiting for it to warm up enough for me to go sit out on my balcony. I also know that they have the landscapers in on Fridays, so I'm afraid of a lawnmower suddenly running while we're doing this conversation. And I'm sitting here on the couch. I've got uh, one cat on each arm, and I'm petting both of them at the same time here. And I'm speaking through my Logitech headset. You don't have to see me. I have the same headset. You and I use exactly the same headset. And one final point about this is before – Again, this goes back to simplifying. Let me circle back to the whole thing about uh, the ums and the uhs and the reason I brought up Guy Kawasaki and everything else. Let me finish the Guy Kawasaki thing. If he went on CNBC and couldn't string together a sentence, they would never have him back. They are not going to take the recording and go in an editing room and fuss and obsess for 10 hours over clipping out all his ums and uhs. They just won't run the interview, and they'll never have him back. So as a podcast host, why would you take responsibility because your guest doesn't know how to speak, number one? And number two, remember, podcasts are, podcasts are viral media. And part of viral media is people are authentically who they are. In the real world, people do have verbal pauses, and you want it to feel like a natural conversation that your listener can relate to. So the occasional oopsie or um and ah or they lost their place and needed a prompt, that's part of the natural human condition. Having a little bit of that in your show will actually increase engagement because your listeners will relate to it better. So it does. You want to make, going it, back, you want to make, you want to make it easier to host a show? Be Stop you. taking responsibility for other people's imperfections. Right. Recognize that some imperfections are actually going to attract listeners and downloads, that thing that everybody says they want. And third, and this is one other thing, look at the behavior of your listeners. We did a study of the people who regularly tune into Business Creators Radio Show, and we found that the vast majority of them stream it in the background while they're doing something else. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, if they're not even watching it, if they're listening to it, what the hell do I need to care about it being video for? So see what I did there? I looked at actual consumption behavior on the part of our avatar listeners, 
and determine that it doesn't matter if it's video or not because they're not going to watch. They're going to listen. So why and, would I even concern? Why would and, I even concern myself? Right. And what I have noticed, the little bit of studying I have done on my own podcast is, it would surprise me if we had any, you know, maybe five or ten live listeners right now, as we're streaming live. People will wait until it's done. This will be out in iTunes, and as soon as we're done, within the hour, it'll be all over the place. They're going to listen to it when they darn well want to listen to it. And you're right. They're going to be on a treadmill or walking or working, and they're going to listen as long as they want to listen later. So I used to, before I realized that, and new podcasters, this is my best advice for you right now, don't clam up or don't panic because chances are nobody's listening to you at the moment you think they are. They're going to, <laughs> seriously, don't get all tied up and go, oh, you know, I've got imposter syndrome. Oh, my God, I can't do this today. You can do it today. You can do it right here, right now, because people are going to listen to you in an hour. Or, like, look, I just put up a Larry Wingate. Love Larry Wingate. I just put up yeah. a, a reminder of a, a program that he did with me eight years ago. It's still terrific. It's still, I mean, just as evergreen as it it was then. People are going to listen to you when they're darn good and ready to listen to you. So don't go, oh, God, you know, I, did I put my pants on to <laughs> my dress? Yeah. yeah. Of course, we're audio, but you don't need to worry about that. Just go do what you do best, and people will find you if you're doing your marketing, if you're doing your due diligence. But, you know, just don't worry about what's being said right here, right now. It's going to be heard over yeah. and over and over again over years. That's the good news. Here's something that brings a lot of what we've covered up until today together. Uh, how we use as a networking, client attraction, and celebrity branding tool, being aware of our avatars, having the right balance of being concerned about our technology and our perfection versus getting great content out there. About six months into the Business Creators Radio Show, uh, my assistant – oh, there, I made a verbal pause. Oh, you're going to have to edit that now. Kidding. Oh, anyway, I don't know, Adam. Uh, you, we're going to have to hang up. I just can't take it. I, I, I know. We have to do this whole episode over again. About six huh. months uh, in, into me hosting the Business Creators Radio Show, my one, our wonderful producer, Tracy, Skyped me oh, one I day and asked me – yeah, we know Tracy. I think she's actually listening right now live, if, I, uh, if I'm reading a comment on social media correctly. Uh, hey, hi, Tracy. Tracy, if you're listening. Uh, she Skyped me and asked me if I'd like to have Larry Wingard on my show. And I said, wow, hey, hey if, you can, if you can deliver Golden Cow to me, wow, awesome. I'll take it. So an hour later, I checked my mail. Well, actually, let me back up. About an hour later, I got another Skype message from her that basically said, check your email. So I went in my email, and I saw that our application form for, on the Business Creators Radio website had been filled out for Larry Wingett to be a guest on my show. The application was filled out fully and completely, and then there was another email that showed the date and time that he was scheduled to record. I'm thinking, how exactly. did that happen? Well it, turn, well, it turns out that Tracy knows somebody who knows somebody, and let me get to the point of this. Somebody in Larry Wingett's office, or Larry himself, could have looked at the Business Creators Radio Show and said, what is this new thing that has 
28 episodes on it, and who the hell is Adam Homie anyway? What do I need to spend time on this for? I, I need his listener stats. I need his download stats. I need to know where I'm spending my time and that this is valuable because I'm a busy man. But no, no. Number one, Larry's not that kind of guy. He's a real authentic dude, and I love him. Uh, number two, he recognized the true value of podcasting and new media is the fact that having received an invitation to be on the Business Creators Radio Show, he presents to my audience. I introduce him to new listeners. I have the opportunity to meet his listeners as well when he shares the fact that I was on his show. But let me just be very real about this and tell you about just a couple of the results that he's gotten from being on the Business Creators Radio Show. As a result of he and I developing a friendship because we had that initial conversation, me interviewing him. And he's, by the way, he's one of the easiest people to interview. So much fun. Oh, he's awesome. been here several times. He's great. I, yeah, I adore great. him. I attended three of his live events. I know. I remember sending, three, I remember sending three you there. Paid tickets. Yeah, three, right. three paid registrations. So that's four digits of income that is almost found money for him. And he's gotten two boxes of cigars out of the deal. And Adam, I have to tell you, you asked, you know, does he have a team that reads these things? No. I will tell you from the heart, it's him. He does it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and see, here's the other funny thing. Some folks who you think may have a huge team, often it's them. I'm going to paraphrase Larry, by the way. I remember him saying something like this at one of his events where the question came up of, how do I find an effective social media manager? And he said, hey, I'm on social media. I'm on a lot of platforms. Uh, and, I, and I can tell you who runs my social media. He's a great guy, and he's awesome at it. His name is Larry Wingett. Larry Wingett. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, he does. His own. And can I tell you my Larry Wingett story? And for yes, those of please. you who do not know who Larry Wingett is, shame on you. He's a terrific guy. He's written six yes. New York Times bestsellers. You have seen him on TV. If you see a picture of him, you know, you know who he is. You just may not recognize the name. Oh, yeah. I was oh, yeah. a, a big fan of his back. Oh, God. I don't even know how many. It wasn't this past decade. It wasn't this decade. But he had a little, I think it was on Bravo. It was a, a show about money. And it was very smart. And I became a fan. Oh, of that I, remember, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He would tell people, you're an idiot. I mean, you're spending money on shoes and you can't pay your house. I mean, I was just, oh, my God, I love this guy. So I started following him on social media. Didn't re really realize at the time that he was his own voice, which I should have because it sounded just like him. And this was in the early days. So this was probably 12 years ago. When I, you know, I was doing this, and I have always done an interview-based program. Always, I don't just get on and blather all by myself. So I was having trouble being consistent with my podcast because I couldn't find guests. Right. Nobody knew me. There was nobody to show me how to do this. I learned how to do it on my own, and I've loved learning. And I had interviewed Bob Berg. Everybody knows who Bob Berg is. He's a very well-known author. The go-giver. Yeah. The go-giver. And I had interviewed him, and I realized that he and Larry Wingett were good friends. And honestly, Adam, I was just about to shut it down. I was just like, I give me a long time. I mean, imposter syndrome was rampant in my head at that yep. moment. Like, who's yep. going to pay attention to me? Turns out a lot of people as it, as it worked out. But all of a sudden, and listen, go with your instincts, I'm telling you. So I 
jumped on Facebook, went to Messenger, whatever it was called at the time, introduced myself. I said, I'm on, you know, your Larry Winget fan page. I have been a fan since your TV show, and I reference, you know, some of my favorite episodes so he would know that I wasn't blowing smoke. You have, you know, I know you're friends with Bob Berg. He was my guest not too long ago. This is what my podcast, and I kept it simple. I didn't bombard him, but I wanted him to know that I was a real live person. And I said, would you be interested in coming on to my program? And I left the room. I took my my wonky stomach because I was just going, oh, my God. Humming, 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 like Ralph Cramden, yeah. (laughs) And I went to the kitchen, and I think I was in there 15 minutes. I made lunch, and I was just going, well, that was the end of that. Came back in here, opened my, my Facebook Messenger, and got a note that said, I would love to. Holy crap on a stick. Larry Wingett saved my podcast. I've told him this. Yeah. It's not a surprise to him. Well, I have one final thing, and I'd like to, you know, I know we have a few minutes left here. I'd like to discuss at least one more thing beyond Larry. Uh, yeah, he was on the Business Creators Radio Show, and I had uh, followed him on social media, showed up on a couple of his live streams, left a comment here and there. He replied to one or two of them. So, but what I think, what I think put me on his personal radar screen is I listened to a rant from him one day about how people kept approaching him on LinkedIn suggesting that he have his books converted into audiobooks, which he had already done. <laughs> so yeah. I went to LinkedIn, and I sent him a connection request, and I said, Larry, if you accept my connection request, I swear on the graves of all my ancestors that I will not suggest that you have your books converted into audiobooks. And he accepted it, and he said, basically said, good man. <laughs> and that goes back to what the you point, were talking the point, about the point, earlier, the point being with, knowing your yeah, The point being with that is find out what resonates at the center of somebody's brilliance and passion and read that back to them because people love to see their own ideas in print. That will mm-hmm. help you cut to the front of the line and get you – more people willing to be on your show and more opportunities for yourself to be on other people's shows because it accelerates the no like trust continuum. And I have to tell you, and this is important for our audience too, once you have made that connection, oftentimes it's forever. It really is. Listen, I get Christmas cards from a lot of my guests, a lot of them. They'll go look me up. My brother had passed about a month ago and I went to my post office box a couple of days ago, and there had to have been a dozen sympathy cards from people that I hadn't heard from in a while. What they had in common was 90% of them were my podcast guests. Once you make that connection, you're kind of friends for life. If you stay in touch with them, if you listen, I will have something, you know, a podcast guest was here a year ago, and I'll see that they're up to something really terrific. I'll just go ahead and post it to my audience because – they were my guest. I need to show yeah, them a yeah. lot of love. They took time and energy and care to be here. So God bless them. So we've got about four minutes. Where where did we went off on a tangent? And I knew we were going to. What else? Believe, do you it, want or, to believe share? it or not, we believe it or not, we did cover a lot of what we wanted to cover. We just didn't Good. do it in Q and A format. So we got a no. lot of great stuff in there. If you were, if, so when you go back and listen to this. You're going to find the first step that you need to take before you launch a podcast, those three things, those three avatars to create your understanding. We gave you a framework that flips the script on 
being obsessed with obsession, being well, being obsessed with obsession, and uh, the obsession of being perfectionist and taking responsibility for your own guests' imperfections, and instead simplifying your process. We also covered how to integrate getting guests and becoming a guest into your everyday business conversation. With those three skills, you are positioned to massively expand your podcast reach. And beyond that, that's where I come in. So as you were saying? Well, I was going to say, you said something earlier about, you know, you really want people to just say, oh, that was like listening into a personal mentorship or, yeah. you know, a great conversation. One the, conversation. Exactly. Yeah. One of the best best compliments I ever got was from my business partner who worked with Tony Robbins for 13 years. She's a brilliant content creator. She knows her stuff. She worked directly with Tony. She was always the person on the stage behind the scenes. She wasn't in an office. She was working with him. And she called me one night. It was about 10 o'clock for me, about 8 for her because she's in California. And she said, Denise, I just listened to your conversation with Ben Gay III. Now, Ben Gay III, for those of you who don't know, is known as a living sales legend. He yep. was the last mentor of Napoleon Hill. He's a fascinating man. He's a lovely man. He's in my top 10 favorite people of all time. She said, yeah, I was just listening to you. Yep. I know he's a lovely guy. She said, I, you know, I'm walking the pups. I'm outside. I've got my headphones on. It was like listening to two people who were so comfortable with one another that they were sitting in front of a roaring fire with a glass of brandy. I have never forgotten that. That's what I want. Uh, I want my guests to be so comfortable that they can tell me anything and that you know, our audience is going to go, oh, my God, who are you? I need to go find you. I may not be able to afford your services or read your book, but I just want to know more about you. That is my goal for this podcast. And you have the same goal. Pretty much. Pretty much. And you just also nailed the other thing is where than free strategy sessions and let's hop on the phone real quick and virtual coffees and all that by offering a person the opportunity to be on your podcast, you put reciprocity on the table and you nurture a relationship that will create the yes when it's time for the yes to happen, rather than putting all that stuff on hold until people got the money ready. Why not make the converse, why not have the conversations and make the friends now? And see Adam, I have ninety seconds. I have not done that. And part of it is because I'm I'm actually inundated with guest requests i'm now having to blog broadcast live yeah two times a week monday and friday because i was getting I so behind and pushing people out so i have actually not taken your advice instead of just i don't often just say no but if you really hit me just wrong i, I will do it obviously but i love your idea of saying listen on my broadcast so i will be taking that advice to heart and thank you for that okay you bet. All okay, right. So um, we have we've a few got seconds left. Seconds. I have a, I have, yeah. Yep. I have Tell an invitation they can for find your you. audience. Yep. I invite everybody to go to www.everythingpodcasting.group. That's www.everythingpodcasting.group and join the conversation. So much more on these topics and others right there in that group. Denise, I know you're in there as well. I we am. have a great time. I am. 
uh, where else can people find you? I know this is not the only thing you do. Do you have a couple of um, URLs that you can share? Well, the website about what we do as far as helping people increase their podcast reach is www.thereachsystem.com. And that's why I urge Perfect. everybody to start. Perfect. Adam, as always, it has been wonderful speaking with you and just kind of going down our own path, which we always do. And I thank you for all of the terrific tips and advice that you've shared with our audience. New podca- new podcasters, new guests, take heart. You're not alone. You can find great information at the, the information that um, I'm stuttering now. I must be getting tired. Listen to what Adam has to say. Go visit him on his website. So before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes. I'm on Amazon Prime. I'm in Audible. It's shocking. We're everywhere. So just wherever you consume your business podcast, look for us, your partner in Success Radio, and take us along on your success journey. Adam, thank you so much. Well, thank you for the opportunity, and uh, hopefully we'll do this again in another six months. We will. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.